So, hello and good evening everyone and welcome to Fidelis Speak, an entrepreneur's guide to business and life in general. Tonight we have with us Mrs. Malia Charles, who's an entrepreneur extraordinaire. Uh, Malia has a number of businesses and I'm going to invite her to say hello to you all and we're going to have a conversation about her journey into entrepreneurship. So, Malia, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. So, Malia, tell us about your business, um, your background. How did you get started? Well, um, to be honest, I think I was born to be a hairstylist. <laughs> I think I came out of the womb doing hair. But um, I started, my first client actually was my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see her struggle to set her hair. And one day I was like, no, mommy. I am going to do your hair. And she watched me like, yeah, you're like five. How are you going to set my hair? And that was it. I set her hair. I told her the next morning, I want to take up my own rollers because I have a style in my head. And she looked cute the next morning to go to work. And that was it. She was my first client. Excellent. 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 Yeah. So you said you were born coming out of the womb. Is it in your family background? Do you have an opportunity in family? My father, he was a class tailor. He worked for him. He worked for other people for a while, and then he he branched off, working for himself. So I've seen. I, I I grew up seeing him do his own thing, you know, and always knew that I want to do my own thing. So yeah, that that he was like the driving force in me becoming a business person. Okay, cool. And I know you. Are, I know you as a hairstylist. And yeah, an excellent hairstylist, everyone, just in case you didn't know. You know, Malia was responsible for me looking very good for most of my, my years when my hair's relaxing when it was natural. So <laughs> I can vouch for her for sure. But Malia, I recently realized Malia has other businesses. So I'm going to ask her to talk about that and how she got started in that before we launch into the challenges and so. So two years ago, I um, I launched my my skin line, which... In, which um, deals with body scrubs and soaps. How did I get into that? So I used to make my own body scrub at home just for my own personal use. And um, my sister-in-law came over one time. She's like, what is this thing you gave me to try? And I'm like, just a scrub I whip up, you know? And then she was like, um, you need to bottle this. You need, I, I, you need to bottle this. So I was like, okay. Then somebody else told me the same thing and then somebody else. And I was like, you know what? let's do this and it just it just morphed into something else and then the soaps came along because with my hormone i had some hormonal challenges and my face started to break out and i was trying all kind of expensive products out there and nothing was working so i said you know what i'm gonna do my thing myself i'm gonna make my thing from scratch from stuff in the kitchen that I know it's good for my body and it came out perfect. My skin started to flourish and that's how the soap the soap line started, you know? Yeah. Nice. And let's talk a bit about the paintings. Um, ah! I, I, you know, people, Malia has, this is it. So people, some people have one thing and Malia is good at many things. So she's an artist. So I'm going to ask you to talk about that. That that actually came about last year around August. So I did surgery last year, and I know I was going to be down for a while. 
And it's something I always wanted to do, but I just never pushed myself to do it or something like that. And then I was like, you know, because I am going to be down, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn. I'm going to go on YouTube and see some videos. I'm going to practice. And I picked up the brush, picked up the, the canvas and that was it. I realized I had a natural knack for it and it was so therapeutic and it helped me in my healing process. And when I put up my, my paintings, people be like, you know, um, how much is it? And I thought they were just mama guying me <laughs> until they start buying it. And then I'm like, okay, okay, this is some, this is another thing. All right. <laughs> and I'm happy that you said that because sometimes, you know, people start starting business with hobbies and then they grow into yes. You know, so tell me, along the way, you started off, well, your primary business was um, hairstylist, being a yes. hairstylist, a hairdresser. And did you start off on your own? Did you work with somebody? And what made you, if you did, what made you go off into your own practice or what enabled you to go off into your own um, business? Well, I started off with several people. Um, when I did my course, the school that I, I studied at, they kept me to teach after. So I started off with teaching here, um, cosmetology, and then I moved to Canada for a while and did a more studies in cosmetology. Moved back to Trinidad and started working with another lady. And from there, you know, I realized I was outgrowing that space and I had to move on on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened. I, I it was scary. It was very scary, but. You know, it was the best decision ever. It was. Okay. And what are some of the challenges you faced? Um, sometimes new people new to business, especially people with salaried before, working with somebody before. It is um, nerve-wracking and it's frightening, you know, to just go off into the unknown, jump off the, you know, the bridge and just say, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. Um, so two things, really. What um, were some of the challenges, but also what were some of the things you had to make sure were in place to enable you to launch into your own um, practice, your own business, your own shop? For me, to be honest, I, um, I'm i a very prayerful person, so I don't do things without asking God for guidance. Mm-hmm. So I literally was asking God what to do, and he lead me into exactly where he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I am one of those stories where I had I didn't have the finances to launch out on my own because a lot of people, they say they have to, um, they want to accumulate a certain amount of funds before they launch. That wasn't my story. I started off with nothing, like literally nothing. All I had was my tools and my skill in my hand and I just launched out, you know? And it was a blind faith, but God actually, he, he rewarded my faith, you know? And the, the, I had good people around me. I had people that pushed me and believed in me. And in them believing in me, I started to believe more in myself as a business person. So my story is I started off literally with my tools, which was my flat iron, my, my oven, my comb, my brush, my, you know, my, my basic stuff, yeah. and my skill. And the wherewithal that I'm not going to fail. Even though I, I was scared, I was scared, but I, I didn't, I, I had it in my mind. I'm not going to fail. Excellent. So you got in, let's say, okay, you launched into the deep, you got into your own boat, you started to row. Yes. What were some of the challenges you faced and what are some of the challenges you think some new business people need to look out for? And you know, some tips if you have any to give them. 
Well, in the in the world of being a hairstylist, um, I worked firstly when I when I moved by myself, I was working with booths, so I had other hairstylists around me, and I was like the youngest one, always the youngest one around. So you had the naysayers, you had the people who were just watching you to see what you're doing, how you're doing it, and you know you had to you had to have a thick skin, you know, to 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 see how people they're looking for you to fail. But you have to keep your head up high, you know, that kind of way. And I had a lot of clients that were older than I am. And I had to, I have to always, I felt like I always had to prove myself, you know, because they will come and they, they some of them, they, they don't know me and they will come and I have to make them feel comfortable, make them know that I, I could do this. I am doing this. Let's do this. You know, it was always me trying to prove myself. So for me it was building is more building my confidence okay and realizing that the gift that i have it is a gift and my gift is to give to other people and make them feel like you know me feel comfortable in my chair and that that was basically it for me to learn confidence learn to be confident in the gift that god gave me that was my main hurdle nice that's excellent because I know a lot of people starting off, um, they don't feel comfortable, confident, and no. they don't feel comfortable in their own skin either. Yeah, you know, and sometimes people don't have that support. You spoke about having a support network and a support yes. system, and knowing and having the faith that you were not going to fail. And yeah. I think those are two points that people have to take away. And um, that launches into the next point I was going to ask you about: what is the best advice, or if you have a catchphrase or? A motivational phrase that you use to push yourself through difficult times what would it be what would you tell people to say to themselves what would i tell them to hmm, to stay humble and mm. flex occasionally you understand uh, yeah stay humble. So what does flex occasionally mean because i guess it's interpret that flex occasionally means that you you know who you are you know what your 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 superpower is you don't have to show it off all the time, but when you need to, you let them know who is boss. Okay. So in that regard, flex occasionally. So I you know it. who you are. You know, you know who you are. You don't have to, you don't have to pretend, you don't have to put put on a, a show. But when need be, you know, you let them know, like, listen, this is my superpower. Yeah, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is who I, yeah. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I love it. And just before we wrap up, so give me your contact information or give the folks your contact information so that if they need to find you, they know how to do that. Um, Facebook, Instagram, let's have it. All right. So Facebook, you can find me on M Serendipity on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram, LeahCharles.7, Serendipity12 is 12? One, two, <laughs> zero, two. Oh my God, so much handles. <laughs> And yeah. you could always my 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 contact number is three three nine two seven six seven three three nine two seven six seven. Thank you very much. So, folks, um, we just heard from Malia Charles, entrepreneur, well, soap maker, skincare maker, artist, <laughs> um, an all-round talented woman 
um, a woman with faith, a woman who has confidence in herself, and one who definitely is somebody you could reach out to to get your hair done, but also to get some life advice. Having sat down in Malia's chair myself, I can definitely tell you, there's never a dull moment, but certainly leave there, not only looking better than you went in, but feeling better after. And just before I leave Malia, how's COVID treating you? I know a lot of people, I mean, we're talking about things in a very wrong about yes. what about COVID? Like, you know, how has COVID helped or, you know, hindered your development or your business? Oh my God. COVID beat me up. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to anybody. COVID beat me up. Like, because of my industry, we weren't allowed to work. So, thank God I had my soaps and scrubs to fall back on. And then, you know, my the arts just kicked it, you know, but... And, that, and that's another thing. I believe that each person must have different streams of income. No matter what job you do, you must have different streams of income. Excellent. You just have to, you know? So, but cool. as a stylist, yeah, COVID beat me up. I got licks. <laughs> I got a lot of licks. Yeah. But God, but God, you know? Excellent. We're still here. We still have life. We still have health. So thank God for that. And Malia, you didn't say where you're located. Like, where is your um? I am. I'm, I'm in St. James. I'm in St. James in the police barracks. Down in the back in the police barracks. <laughs> yes, salon. That's me. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So, thank you so much, Malia, for joining us for one of our initial podcasts. Um, for the list yes. speak. Um, the entro- the millennials. I mean, millennials. I'm a zennial, but I feel <laughs> as if I've been accused of being a millennial too. But our guide to business and life in general. And I just want yeah. to thank you for taking the time to come and talk to me and just have a chat, you know. And um, there'll be a lot more where this came from. And we'll always circle back to Malia later on. So, Malia, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very, okay. very, very much. Bye-bye.